I forgot what I was going to say. Good I evening, have... ladies and no, gentlemen. No, no, I'm not, Welcome I'm not doing to that. episode 13. Number 13, Number baby. 13. Woo! We got a rain. Talking Dirt podcast. That's right, Matt. I am the co host. Matt. He is the co-host. <laughs> man, oh man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to your weekly racing podcast series, Talking Dirt. I will be your host for the excursion, Mr. Ryan Williams. And joining me again, as you just heard, Big Papa Pridge himself, Matt Pridge. And Matt, we got a lot to cover today. Oh, we really um, using that intro? Okay. <laughs> we're really using that intro, big dog. Uh, dude, when I tell you, we got rain on the topics. We got COVID on the topics. We got drama on the topics. It's going to be a big oh, episode of Talking yeah. Dirt. We're going to finish it off. We're going to do another watch along. So you guys get ready for that um, at the end of this episode. Matt, let's let's get right into it. Um, now, I got to have a little heart to heart with the uh the, the listeners for a second. I know at the beginning of last episode, I told you guys that I was kind of starting to feel down a little bit. I kind of chalked it up to some sinus drainage and, and Matt had his opinions, but at the time I thought that he was wrong, but, uh, Go ahead late last week, hear you, say it. you were right late last okay. week. Okay. I ended up testing positive for COVID-19. Uh, but I've had it before and it was kind of the same as it had been a couple of days feeling bad. And then I kind of came back to and 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 was was fine after that. But I did unfortunately miss a race that I otherwise otherwise would have not missed. Um, so that kind of sucked. Uh, Matt also missed that race because the second rain. topic of the night, <laughs> the rain scare was rampant all over yeah. all over the southeast. Man, you had tracks canceling from here to the top of North Carolina, all the way over to Georgia. Everybody pretty much canceled this past weekend except for three. And we'll talk about that, them a little bit later on in the show. But first, we want to, again, yeah, welcome I, you guys I, into I saw, episode 13. What's up, Matt? I saw, I looked on the radar because we, we had just gotten home from the beach. Uh-huh. It, it was around 9.30. And we, mm-hmm. we were sitting there. I was I looked at my radar. I looked at the future and it said, um... 4:30, the whole entire state was under green, and it it that did not move until like, um, probably about one or two a.m. Mm-hmm. So I I honestly thought that there, there was going to be no racing in the state, but obviously well, I was wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, you you called me at like twelve o'clock and was like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" I told you I'm out of the loop, dude. I'm I'm gonna miss the 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 event, but I did tell you that I can guarantee you yeah. that Sissy McAllister was going to do everything in her power to race rain or shine. Yeah. And well, you know that me, people around here know this, that. Though. Let me say this though: I, the reason I called you and asked you that, I I was wondering how the sky was looking over there. I I was uh, really just trying to. And see what did I tell you, man? I was I I told you that the ceiling was gray because I wasn't outside. You ain't got a window. I did have a window, but I you see I got I got these little <laughs> privacy curtains that uh-huh. I, that don't let any sunlight in. Uh, they're pretty good for when you have COVID and just want to sleep all day, dude. When I tell you on Friday, after I I went and tested positive, I came back home and laid down. I didn't wake up until about eight o'clock at night. Did I the best sleep of my life happened while I was sort of kind of sick. And I say sort of kind of because like it was, 
COVID's different for everybody. I don't know how it was for you because I, I mean you like I you just had it. Like yeah, I had it I a week was, before you. Yeah, you had it a week before me, and it like like you said, it kind of feels like a, a weird cold. Now, for some people, it's way worse. It's more congestion and and in the lungs and body aches and whatnot. I mean, I had a little body aches, but yeah, man, it it's it's a weird feeling. But for me, luckily, it went away aches, quickly. Mine were very faint. Like, yeah, they, it it wasn't enough to stop me, you know, uh-huh. from doing whatever I felt like doing. Uh-huh. But I just I had that feeling that I I was like, dang, this could be COVID. You know, what, uh, Matt, I I, this is this is a, a funny little tidbit of information that I kind of thought about on a Saturday. The last time that I had COVID was in in August of last year, uh-huh. and I missed a race. Right. Right. Can you guess what series race I missed last year? Ultimates. No, 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 no. Um, this plays into this past weekend. Into this past weekend. The modified. Yup. Yep. The last two times that the Southeastern Modifieds have been to Sumter Speedway, I can't go. <laughs> and I was so mad, dude. I was so mad. It, it, like, it, it's weird how life works that last year in August, I have to miss their last race of the season there. And the first time they're supposed to show up this season, I get it again and have to miss the race again. But um, I guess semi-luckily, but not really. The the series kind of pulled the plug the day of the race, so they, they reached out to Sissy to try and reschedule, but two cars still showed up because I guess they the word didn't really get spread at all because, I mean, I had no idea that they had pulled the plug on it and neither did Sissy or anybody else before it started. But um, two guys showed up, and they got paid the full purse. So they had to be extremely happy going home. Um, that was uh, two Bowman, Speedy and Willie Bowman showed up, and they had to be extremely happy going home with, uh, I think, about a grand combined for two cars. You can't, hey. dude, you can't beat that with a stick, man. Um, nah. But uh, yeah, let's start off with some uh, some some results here. We'll get into some news and and a watch along at the end of the episode. And we'll start, Matt, last Thursday. We're going to have to venture a little bit out of our southeastern realm here and uh, look at some Lucas Oil racing up at uh, Deer Creek Speedway. Uh, Matt, do you have any idea where Deer Creek Speedway might be? Not a clue. Well, um, while you entertain the people, I'm going to look it up real quick because I believe, I believe I know where it is, but I'm not 100% sure, so let's look it up. I'm assuming it's somewhere near some sort of creek. You know, it, it, it might be. Um, let's see. Deer Creek Speedway, where are you at? And I'm curious to know if the road it's on is called Racetrack Road, as so many other racetracks are. Um, it is not. Um, not at all. It's on Highway 63 in... Where's this at? Somewhere in Minnesota. Where at Minnesota? Minnesota. Spring Valley, Spring Valley, Minnesota. So we're way out of our right. southeastern range right now, but yeah. it was some good racing to say the least, dude. The dirt on racetracks up north are is crazy, and it's funny because I talk to guys all the time that come down from up north to race on our red clay, and they say that it's some of the most fun races that they've ever had in their lives. But we, as southern racers, look at that dirt and say, "Man, that's got to be fun." Well, you know, the the clay's always more orange on the other side. Hmm? <laughs> it was a dirt spin off of the grass. The grass is greener on the other side. Oh, okay, Matt. Um, 
For those of you that got that, you got it. For that those of you who didn't like me, you didn't. It's a little, it's a little, little corny. Um, but anyways, uh, oh. Thursday night they get going for a three night event at Deer Creek Speedway. Uh, Five thousand dollars to win on Thursday night. That one was won by none other than Chris Madden. Now a cool thing um, that they had going on for this entire event was I take a sip of drink. Hold on, just a second. Was that if a driver won a feature from outside of the top eleven? Uh, they got a $10,000 bonus, and Chris Madden, I believe, won night one from 11th, but I believe, oh man, I'm, I'm butchering this right now, but I think the, the bonus was put up for nights two and three, so he didn't get a $10,000 bonus. I believe Madden won it from position 11 night one, though. Um, night two on Friday, uh, Jonathan Davenport wins. With Brandon Overton reappearing. Dude, Brandon Overton, uh, he's been hit or miss so far this year, but luckily he's yeah. hit big time this weekend. He'll finish second on Friday. Tim McCready rounds out the podium in third. And also on Friday, uh, tra Traveler's Rest, they started a, an event, but ended up having to cancel it due to the rain. Uh, so that was all of your Friday night action, unfortunately, as other tracks that race on Fridays like Livonia and Carolina didn't race either that I saw on uh, any of our race monitoring apps. So that puts us into Saturday. We'll, we'll start here with the finale of the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at Deer Creek Speedway up in Minnesota. $50,000 on the line. Matt, if you ever got in a position... <laughs> That you were racing right. for fifty grand, and you won that pony. What would be the first thing that you do with said fifty thousand dollars? Because you saw hunt the front, yeah. hunt the front yeah, won fifteen grand and went and bought a toter. What would you do with no, fifty grand? They they've won a fifty grand race, have they? Yeah, that big six so far at Super B last that was, that year. Was, oh, 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 that was that was after the toter. I'm talking uh, I'm talking national one hundred three years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay, um, yeah. Back it see. up, big dog. Two years ago, excuse me. Back it up. Let's see. 50000 Now, is that my current racing program, or is that if I had, like, a super team that could compete? All right, you go, you go to the Crate Nationals down in Florida at Alltech. You and win the 50 grand main event with your current test. setup. And everybody, first through 23rd, fails the tire test. Matt Pidgeon walks out with 50 grand. Right. <laughs> first thing I'm going to do is sell the damn race car. Is, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to buy me a brand new Longhorn by Wells. Uh, you're already um, over 50 grand. Yeah. Yep, that's what I do. Fifty grand, big dog. Drop, drop, drop my six oh four and go win a win another fifty grand. Then I could buy me a super. <laughs> all right. So what? Are, what? what well, are you forgetting all the other in, integral parts of a race car? Well, I, are if you I'm just all, switching? Are you switching well, all the internals out from the the rocket uh, no, to no, a brand no, no, new no. Longhorn? Hey, and that's yeah. funny you say Longhorn, Mister Rocket Man over here. If you didn't know, well, Matt's been right. very well, um. Consistently look, a rocket supporter for the past I am. five I, years that I I've known rocket. him, but he's well, saying. Bro. So the reason I say Longhorn, right? There, where, where, where's their headquarters located? Like West Virginia or something, something like that. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, they you, were in North, they're no, they're North Carolina. 
Oh, they are not. Not not Rocket. Oh no, I'm, t- I'm talking about Longhorn. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I was. That's what I was getting at. If something happens to my car, uh-huh. I I would have to strip. Obviously, strip it down no matter what. But I'd have to go take take time off of work, go all the way to wherever it is to get mm-hmm. it checked out. You know, and you know, something happens whether it's a Longhorn by Wills or Longhorn in general. Mm-hmm. The actual Longhorn headquarters is in North Carolina, right up the road, and then Wells is in Georgia, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean that that's that can't be too far of a ride. So well, I you mean, know what? You know what's crazy? <laughs> Did you see? Okay, so I texted Matt the other night. Um, the absolute chokehold that Longhorn chassis has on big races right now, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Top, the entire top five in, in this past weekend's big race, I believe every winner, every uh, every winner from the prelim nights was a Longhorn. Um, most of the big I races know, this year have been I, won by Longhorns. You saw Davenport at Eldora. You, dude, I'm let me Longhorns tell you this. are let me, still let me, cooking. Let me, let me tell you this. Can't, can't out, count out Rockets. Right now, Brandon Shepard. Brandon Shepard's struggling a little bit right now. Not what well, did you he, see? He did also, you see what they did this past weekend? Yeah, he they 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 took a bare chassis and built it into a race ready car in one day. That's right. That which is absolutely nuts. Uh, what what ended up happening? They were in a bit of a collision with I don't remember who it was with, but he ended up on top of the wall. Yeah. In turn whatever at Deer Creek, I think it was, and. They went all the way back to the shop, re or built from the ground up a brand new Rocket XR1 chassis. Well, it, there was already a um, uh, it was already a chassis. Like they didn't have to weld all the bars and stuff together, but they they bolted everything everything on. They took it from a bare chassis to a race race ready car, which is pretty nuts in a day. Yeah, it is. Like we took us, but this past time we rebuilt the, the Longhorn for uh, Banjo. Yeah. It took us like I don't know three four weeks. And but, they're doing this on one day, but they do have, you know, like 20 people and whatever. Everybody's getting paid. So, what you at, at Deer Creek now, you see who finished second. You take out the lap traffic, that would have been your winner. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, don't, don't count out the man who won it. Now, of course, what Matt is alluding to, uh, Saturday night, 50 grand. Uh, you guessed it, Brandon Overton, finally back in the win column. Now, the the funny thing, Overton, he's been been getting bit by the droopal bug all season long. Yeah. Um, uh, I had people tell me that that he was just in shock and and just trying to overcome it, and figure out what he's doing wrong, and looks like he finally figured it out. Wins fifty grand at a uh, Deer Creek, and like Matt said, Chris Madden was on a rail. Son on a rail, so, uh, old Bloomquist chassis uh, comes no, home in the he's second in a spot. Rocket. He's in a rocket now. He's been in a rocket. I thought he. He's I thought he went back to a. Blo- I thought he's he went been back in to a, a Bloomer chassis. No, he he was in a Bloomer chassis, and then the same year he started out in the Bloomer chassis, he switched back over to a rocket. Because oh. I remember the first time I went to Cherokee in 2020, he was in a rocket then. Really? He's been in a rocket since then, yeah. Oh, I thought I thought I thought he had just left Ooh. Bloomquist Racing, but was Ooh. still running a, a sweet Bloomquist car. Ooh, he's in a yeah. rocket. 
Oh, so, I mean, and he's running up front everywhere he's been this year. Dude, Chris Chris Mann's another beast, man. That ain't uh, nothing, ain't nothing it, to it. That man is uh, a beast. So I'm not saying you know Longhorn's better than Rocket. I you know Rocket, but I got also got to look at at, at that fact as yeah. Of, you know, location. well, I mean, if we want to talk chassis and all it, the the big the really big thing with having a successful chassis brand. Is having, having numbers. No, it's having numbers. <laughs> if yeah. you have, if if you're a guy in, let's, I, I shouldn't use him for an example, but again, let's use Banzer for an example. He had a Swartz race car for years and years and years. He's traveling around racing against everybody who's in a different chassis brand than him, so he has nobody to go to for advice. You following? Yeah. Now, when you're, in the position he's in now where you're in a Longhorn, you have a multitude of people that are running the same stuff and can give you advice and, and what to do here and there. It, and that that's kind of why I think that Longhorn and, and Rocket have such a, a chokehold on the, the chassis brand community is oh, yeah. because there are just so many people that are running these cars that are sharing information that is driving the, the continued success of those two brands. But you see people starting to jump into into uh, newer brand cars. Uh, I mean, up in like West Virginia, Kryptonites are a really big deal because a lot of people there drive those, so they kind of dominate that scene. Uh, you look at North Carolina for a while, Masters-built cars dominated that scene because everybody ran them in North Carolina was, sh was sharing information with each other. And yeah, Barry Wright. I mean, yeah, you had Barry Wright cars in Georgia and South Carolina and Florida. And Warrior, wherever they're further from. out. Um, they're from out west. I knew I knew one guy that had a, a Warrior car for a while. Not many people Kale drive. Green. Uh, yeah, Kale Green. Kale Green drove uh, Warrior cars for a while. I believe he's back in an XR1 now. If yeah. whenever he's driving, but yeah, it, it really all depended on where you were from. But nowadays, one has taken over, or two have taken over, really, in Longhorn and Rockets. But you're still seeing those, those off-brand guys still having very very good runs. I mean, like I've stated in the past, CVR cars are on the come up uh excel racing chassis on the come up um swartz race cars don't count them out those are still beautiful cars i mean if if i had all the funds in the world heck i don't know what chassis brand i'd choose to run but or sponsor somebody else to run i don't i don't know that, that's always been my thing matt i going into a completely another topic as a person as myself, I don't know if I would be more interested in ever going full fledged super racing or doing kind of what I do now and like or or sponsoring somebody to to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know I don't know if I could ever do it as a driver, even though I'm not a driver. If that makes any sense. It probably doesn't. But I, I just don't know if, if I personally am, would ever be interested in like full-fledged going super racing myself if I had the funds. I want to. If I have the funds, I would. If I had the funds, I would. If I had the funds, I'd probably do something like Mark McLeod does and, and get a driver, like put a driver in a, a supercar full-time that I know is good. Because yeah. I, I say all that to say that I doubt my own ability. I know that I wouldn't be very good at it. Uh, if I if I did that, that's why I did that whole rant right there. I wouldn't be very good and trust myself to do that. So I'd like put myself in a crate car and put somebody else in a supercar and just travel together and race 
race on, at the same tracks on the same nights or whatever and, and hope that they won the big money while I win $1,500 or whatever it would be. And that that's probably what I would do if I was in that situation. But but you're saying that you would you would put put all the money into yourself. Are you, are you gonna bet on yourself against everybody, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I, I, growing up as a kid and dirt racing, we I always looked up <clears throat> looked up the late models. Late models from the time I was, you know, I can remember, you know, four, five, six years old going to the mm-hmm. to the dirt track, seeing the late models you know supers come to town every once in a while mm-hmm. that's something you obviously as a driver some well i guess not everybody but me personally i've always wanted to do mm-hmm. um racing a late model in general has always been a dream of mine so i mean yeah i'm I, i'm living that dream but you know my goal now is you know i, I want i want to go as far as i can Yep. I, I would love to be able to make it to where I'm doing this for a living. That you know, Good that's luck. that's the ultimate goal. But that's yeah. you got to have money to do that or someone giving you the money for it, pretty much. And you see, that's where you and I that's where you and I provide completely different perspectives. Whereas as you're wanting to drive it, I can I provide the perspective of the guy of the announcer because my dream of course i mean sure i want to drive race cars one day but my bigger goal is to be on the call for some of these bigger events like i talked about last time like the bristol dirt nationals i I tried my darndest and never never heard anything back but i would love to to work for some of these bigger companies you know at least one time so it's it's the same mindset going both ways in conclusion always bet on yourself and you can take yourself as far as you can go you know so that's just kind of i guess that's our tangent for the episode because uh matt we really got to get back to some of these results here man oh man so we go back of course i told you that uh most tracks canceled Due to the rain, uh, three tracks in South Carolina end up racing on Saturday. Those three tracks are Sumter Speedway, Cherokee Speedway, and Lawrence County Speedway. Now, uh, over at Sumter, this was kind of a... uh, We knew it was going to be hit or miss going into it. Um, And very luckily, uh, our our promoter showed great courage. Uh, She decided, don't care what the rain looks like, we are going to race. And that... That they did. Um, eight divisions raced on the night, and as I stated a little while ago, we were supposed to have a full series race for the uh, Southeastern Modified Series. They ended up only bringing two cars. Our two cars showed up to race. They ended up just racing, uh, racing by or by themselves. The rest of the series didn't show up. But let's get through some results in the Southeastern Modified uh, feature. Speedy Bowman. Takes victory lane over Willie Bowman. Uh, Lay models. How about this, Matt? I believe seven cars show up. Very unfortunate uh, that our week one winner, Taylor Wood, he had just got the side roller on, just got the car really ready for Sumter Speedway action, and a motor malfunction in qualifying takes him out for the night. And unfortunately for him, I think it was blown. But I hope they got something cooking. cooking on the back burner there to get him back in action very soon because he's one of those ones that you don't want to miss on the track every time he's there. But guess who does show up? Scott Shirey shows up in, in his number 10 car. 
Uh, Travis Sharp shows up for the first time this season. James Murphy is back in the 65. Landon Zakalowski actually shows up. Old Big Tex out of Union, South Carolina. Um, Jimmy Stooks is back in action. Stephen Blanton shows up for the first time this year. And it's Scott Shiree going to victory lane in the number 10. So uh, congratulations to Scott and Ashley and everybody involved in Scott Shiree Racing. Travis Sharp comes home second. James Murphy comes home in the third spot. Zakalowski Blanton round out the top five there. Uh, the street stock race, Matt, this one was very, very interesting. You had Chris Powers. He'll cross the line first. Uh, Woody Newman scored second. Kevin Rowart gets top three. Two cars ended up being DQ'd after the race. Walker Cockrell, uh, unfortunate for that young man, but hopefully he'll be back in, in legal next week. Um, in Super Street Division, Tony Truett returns to victory lane. Ryan Wynn finishes second. Woody Newman uh, pulls double duty rounds out the top three in that one. Thunder Bomber Division, 13 cars take the green flag. It was won by John Harper Livingston on the track, but... During post-race tech, I believe it was a failed gauge test. Livingston disqualified for from that one. LJ Sonneman goes back-to-back. -back. He is your winner for Thunder Bombers this past Saturday night at Sumter. Walter Anderson in the 57 comes home second. Chris Stewart in the number one car comes home in the third spot in that one. Uh, modified fours for them show up this time. It's Sumter's Michael Coker going to victory lane. Jack Jordan in the five comes home second. Josh Williams is H22 in third and in extreme fours. Matt, we've been calling this kid out for forever. Yes, he was leading the points at Lakeview, but I wanted him to come prove it at the home track, and he did it again. Again, from, I was about to say. From deep in the field, I believe he started sixth. Dalton Hodge drives it all the way up uh, into the lead before it's all said and done. He'll take a victory over Wesley Keller, Joseph Thompson, your top three. Now, the, the crazy thing there was Chris Baker shows up. Him and Chelsea Lulier kind of get into it at one point in the race, find, sees both of those cars out of the race. Uh, Brandon Glisson in the 09 car actually took a bit of a tumble, flipped a couple of times in the 09 car. So uh, luckily that driver, he walked away. He is okay. But, yeah, Extreme 4 race at something this past weekend was kind of was a little bit nuts. They're, uh, they're all gearing up for their SEDRA race coming up here next month at Sumter Speedway. You think Dalton, your... Dalton could get it? <clears throat> hmm. Now, when we talk about SEDRA, you've obviously, you've got to factor in not only your guys that run with the series continuously, you know, Walker, Walker Wyndham, um, John Wyndham, uh, Andrew Smith, Payne Pickles, uh, Shannon Barnhill, uh, Newman Presnell, who won at Sumter last season. But then you've also got to think about the guys that you know don't show up at Sumter every week, but have all but when when they do show up, you know it's your Reed Christensen's, you got your Michael Crouches, um, and the list goes on. Alan Carter, he's usually very good at Sumter, so that one's really going to be a toss up because we've seen Dalton Hodge be. Lightning quick when he shows up. Wesley Keller's been fast all year. Depends on what the track's like for him sometimes, though. I mean, Joseph Thompson, he's been very good there in the past. Uh, did you, you really never know. It's way too early to make a pick in that race. But right. with the momentum right now, I'm, I'm thinking Dalton's going to have a really good shot at it. And that's, that's, come, that's a lot of praise. But with the momentum he's got, I believe this is win number six on the year, maybe. How many in a row? Oh gosh, I I don't know, <laughs> all man. All of them? <laughs> three or yeah, it might be all of them, but I think it's three or four in a row at least. 
Um, because he had, I, I know, two or three in a row yeah. at Lakeview to end the first half of the season and then comes to Sumter and wins wins again. So, I, man, I'm not sure, but that kid is on a rail, son. Um, and to round out the night over the in the Econo 4 division, now that's almost extreme four cars, except they're a, little, they're a lot less horsepower. Um, they're basically street cars that you knock the glass out of, take all the flammables out, put a, a cage and a seat in it, and you go racing. Right? right, these are some of the most fun cars to watch. Um, maybe they, they don't, they might not sound the greatest. A lot of people complain about them, but if you really watch the racing, these cars are an absolute blast to watch. And last Saturday, they were won by uh Joe Green in the 44 car. Ryan Touchberry finishes second, and shout out Miss Lisa Glasscock finishes in the third spot to round out the night over at Sumter. So, I mean, Matt, that. To me, reading it looks like a very successful event. Of course, I wasn't there, watched most of it, um, watched most of it right along. I mean, thinking back though, really, if I was you, I, I don't have any regrets at, at not showing up, not knowing no, what the weather was going to do. Yeah, because my biggest thing is I know Sumter wouldn't cancel it till the very last minute, and, and that's. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, I'm not saying it's a good thing. It you know, hey, it's gas is do. expensive, son. Right, so I didn't want to go all the way over there. It, I mean, it takes a, it takes almost a full tank to get to something and back with a trailer. And it right now, it's taking like two hundred dollars to fill my truck up mm-hmm. with regular. Dang, son, what? Yeah, yeah, hundred dollars, hundred dollars gets me a half a tank. I'm at like a hundred and fifty, and I drive a diesel. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you must have a anyways. hole down there somewhere. <laughs> anyways, um. That, you know, that was the biggest thing is I didn't want to use up all that gas. Um, so I figured we we were going to go this week regardless. So, hey, you know, I'm excited to see who all shows up because if we got that turnout this week, I, I, I got a feeling Blue Ridge isn't racing this weekend. I've got a feeling that some people are going to come and test for their race at Sumter next week. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's true because we could have a, a very big turnout in the late model division, have a high payout, yeah. and hopefully you do really, really good. Now, next yeah. weekend, though, you're not racing Sumter. Where are you racing at next weekend, Matt? Um, the, the, Next weekend, the 23rd, I'll be at uh, Cherokee. The uh, MIDI series kicks back off. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And so you got a race at Cherokee and then I know we go over it about every episode, but I want to let you guys know where Matt's racing. So you can go tell him what's up whenever you see him. So you've got Cherokee on the 23rd and then following that, is there another little break or do y'all race immediately? Um, a- after, after Cherokee on the 23rd, uh, we, we don't have another race until August 20th. And oh, wow. I th- yeah. We don't have another one until August 20th and that'll be, uh, at Lancaster. Hey man, so they they just kind of put one and then take a little bit of a break. I, I it works a lot of a lot of series do that uh, nowadays. But yeah, back to the back to the results here. Um, that was everything at Sumter. Let's let's talk a little bit about Cherokee oh, and, Speedway. And you, What's they that? were done at like what eleven? No, we were done at ten thirty. Ten thirty. That's right. Yeah, they, they yeah, were done yeah, at ten thirty. Yeah. Um, and if I had gone, they 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 want it got done until two. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm I'm hoping we have another another weekend like that this weekend. That would be uh, I'm, that'd be I'm pretty be fantastic. There, so there ain't no telling. <laughs> yeah, they're right. Eight divisions. We'll see how fast we can get it in. So uh, moving on from Sumter, 
Let's talk a little bit about uh, Cherokee Speedway, another track that rolled the dice and got their show in this weekend. 604 late model started it off. Brian Mullis goes to victory lane. Uh, John Rosario Jr. finishes second, and Travis Steele finishes in the third spot. Uh, street stocks, old Hank Taylor takes the win. Uh, speaking of Hank, they actually, pretty, pretty cool fact, they actually ran the ultimate uh street stock series race uh, about a week ago i think i might have talked about this on the last episode yeah, but he but he he and caden went to run it at talladega that's a cool track man i really one of my dream races to attend and hopefully call one day um and i want you to go race this one year matt we need to go to the ice bowl at talladega short track mm -hmm. just one year i really really want to just witness that event i know most years like it, it most years it's freezing cold and sometimes it turns into a mud pit but that's just that's always been one of those events that's not one of the mainstream ones that's always been on my bucket list i think daryl moran went to that that um that ice bowl race this past year really yeah i think so that's what's I up dude he went to some sort of big race somewhere i can't remember where it was i think it was talladega and he finished like 14th hey that that is that's awesome, dude. And again, Daryl Moran is a is a local racer to uh, to Lakeview and Fayetteville. Um, if you guys didn't know, that's one of Matt's good friends. And also, he does he's got a donut business too, doesn't he, Matt? His son, yeah, his son. Oh, his son has a donut business. Yeah. I have heard that I need to get them to Sumter because I have heard that those donuts are to die for. I can get you his contact. Do that. We need we need to get them at least to race at Sumter. I don't care if he brings the donuts. Actually, at least bring the donuts. I don't care if he races. <laughs> One the other, great. The, the yeah, I, great. I have heard that they are fantastic, and I need I'll, some. I'll, um, I need some at Sumter. We can link them up and see Let's if we do can that. get them there this weekend. Let's do that. Let's do that. That would be absolutely amazing. But uh, back back to Cherokee Speedway. Uh, went over six oh fours. Went over street stocks. Actually, uh, finishing second street stock was Garrett Kilman. Third was Kate Langley. Six oh two late models. Uh, John Rosario Jr. He'll win that one over Preston Dimsdale and double Ronald duty. Rhodes. Yeah, he pulled double duty and got one win and, and a second. So that's pretty pretty cool for for little John Rosario. Extreme Force Chris Meadows wins over Mitchell Coggins and Travis Langford. Uh, young Gun Division Ronnie Penson beats out Ashley Massey and Brantley Whitesides. Uh, Pro Four Division, Cody Barber, Sparks Paris, Chris Holmes, your top three. Pure Stocks, uh, Nathan Pierce, we talked about it last week, had win 500. This one makes it 501 for uh, Showtime Nathan Pierce in the ST7 car. Mitchell Paris comes home second, and uh, Mickey Brock will round it out in the third spot. Well, not round it out, but he'll round out the podium in the third spot. And your Thunder Bomber feature, Hunter Thunderbird wins once again. I feel like we say that a lot in Thunder Bomber. Thunderbird wins about everywhere he goes. Justin Watts second. Uh, David Carswell finishes in the third spot. See, I was and, thinking that for uh, Benji Knight. Yeah, Benji Knight wins about I, everywhere he goes too, yeah. I've heard that like just about every episode. I'm surprised. Hey, if we were, if we were talking Lancaster, I might I might have said that. Um, or um, Travelers Rest if they had raced Friday. Um and then one other track that we need to talk about here. Uh, this one's got some drama uh, in it. So y'all y'all, put the seatbelts on and saddle up because we're about to talk about some drama here in a minute. Uh, let's go over viral some results drama. first. Yeah, viral drama. This was kind of crazy. Um, but first, limited late models. Uh, little Luke Cooper. Um, I believe son of Lee Cooper, maybe? Um, he gets his first career limited late model win in car number 57. Uh, the legend Frank Coates comes home second. Brad Basie comes home in the third spot. 
In the MMSA division, Stacey Brock takes the win over Ronnie Johnson and Nick Fulcher, your top three. In pure stocks, Bradley Williams beats out Kevin Nations and Jonathan Cole. Young Gun Division, Caden Presnell with the win. Scoot Dog second, Dale Bennett in the third spot. 602 Late Model Division, Brad Rachels, Chucky Duncan, Jason Alexander, your top three. And uh, and Matt, the 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 big one here to talk about, uh, the Thunder Bomber Division. First, your winner was Justin Barber. Second was David Baker. Third was Chris Patterson. But there was a now viral on-track incident between the 33 and 42 car, right? So there was an incident during the race where I believe there was a little bit of a door slam going on from the 40, 42 to 33. Uh, they were involved in an accident, both sent to the tail. 42 pulls up in front of the 33 car, and as they're heading into turn three to come back to the green flag, 33 car takes a right-hand turn into the 42, into the wall, and up and over about four times. I don't know if you saw this. I hope that you all yeah, out there listening to this saw this. Um, this was an insane-looking wreck. Uh, luckily, driver of the 42 was was unharmed, I believe. Um, now, there, there were reports that it was a tie rod that broke, but I'm going to leave it in speculation because, dude, I really don't know. I've watched the video probably 15, 20 times, and to me it looks like the, the wheels turned right, but... Hey, hey, I don't know. It's it's totally it's, it's a toss up, man. It could have been a tie rod. It could have been just uh, driver was frustrated and and took a right hand turn. But Matt, this all right, this all comes back to the conversation that you and I have been having just about every single week about yep. rough driving in the sport that was spurred on by Cal Hammer a long time ago. And me and you've been talking about it ever since then. Did, did this incident change your opinion at all? on your stance when it comes to, you know, the rough driving we've been seeing. Um, if he did it on purpose, regardless of how mad you get, you know, no matter how mad I get, I will never retaliate with my car as a weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, I have zero tolerance for that. I don't agree uh -huh. with it. Um, you know, that's just, that when when you're when you're using your car to retaliate that you are then using it as a weapon and there's no telling how much damage you you're actually going to do like if he did it on That's purpose right. if he did it on purpose i don't think he meant to flip him i think if he did it like again yeah on I, purpose yeah. i i think he just meant to you know meant to rattle stage a little bit spin him out bump them up into the wall, yep. but accidents happen when you use your car like that. It mm -hmm. becomes a weapon, and there's no telling what's going to happen. Oh, you're, dude, you're exactly right. And I mean, yeah, he probably, um, if anything, just went around the cage a little bit. Danger. Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it, it really is. And and like I said, I have zero tolerance for it. If, if someone races me dirty and, you know, does stuff that I don't like, Am I going to flip them off, cuss them out, whatever? Probably. Am I going to use my car and hit them back? No. I, I mean, well, yeah. In, in in the heat of the moment, I understand because I have caught myself almost doing it. Uh huh. But then, but then I tell myself, no, 
don't do that. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. And I, dude, I, I completely understand that, and I, I agree with that statement. Um, yeah, my philosophy, my philosophy has always been, you know, don't, don't tear up your own car. If you get in that position, Dude. you know, yeah. right. Yeah. Don't, don't tear up your own car. Cause you're going to end up spending just as much money as they did in fixing it. If anything, finish behind them in the feature, protest them all the way down to the freaking all the way to the floor and make them take the motor home in a box. That'll teach well, them a lesson. And, and here, here, here was one of the reason reasons that I decided not to use my car for tally. Like I said, heat of the moment. <laughs> I thought about doing it and I, yep. and I caught myself in the middle of doing it. Uh-huh. Um, the, the main thing I thought about was, okay, that guy's got a lot of money. I don't, yeah. I can <laughs> right? hurt his car and he'll have a brand new one tomorrow race ready. Yep. And if I hurt my car, I'm done for the year. That's right. And that that's a good way to think about it. I mean, and I've also I've also heard the argument of like people that have only like five grand in their car against somebody who has twenty grand in a car, saying that that I mean they don't have a problem with junking somebody else because they've got right. X amount in it, and I've only got X amount in. You know, it'll hurt them worse than it'll hurt me. But when you hurt, when you don't have, when you still don't have as much money as them, it's hurting you just as much if you're having to put another five grand in your car as opposed to them having to put another twenty in theirs if they've got it better than you got it. You know, right. If that made any sense at all, I say a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in my head. So <laughs> that's what we're going to go with there. I also, um, also heard that there was an arrest that happened after that incident. So, uh, not quite sure what the charges are with it, but yeah, I'm I, hoping I that I don't believe that. Mm. I don't, because uh, a racetrack's an enter at your own risk. What, what kind of charges can you get? Well, what I heard was, um, that being that it was still technically under caution, it was um, it was a an assault with a deadly vehicle. Since the race technically wasn't green, they weren't actually racing. But I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Somebody might correct me in the future. But yeah, that that was that was Lawrence this past weekend. Crazy stuff going on there. Um, but yeah, shout out to them for being one of those tracks that stuck it through the. Uh, the 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 event the mother nature events and actually raced now the only other stuff that we really need to talk about before we get to the watch along here matt um the xr super series they are back uh, i believe at the belleville high banks um and i don't know where don't ask me where it is because i have no idea uh night number one jonathan davenport goes to victory lane over timmy mccready and ryan gustin another driver who's having a solid year uh, running for, I believe, World of Outlaws Rookie of the Year. Ryan Gusta doing pretty good um, in those ranks. He'll get a third-place finish at uh, the Belleville High Banks. Um, I guess anything else we need to cover here before we get into our watch-along? I know we've got right now going uh, Millbridge Speedway in, up in uh, North Carolina. They are racing currently, but I don't have any results on them. Now, oh, before um, we... What's that? Did you see where uh, Bulls Gap's back on the uh, Southern All-Star Series? Really? That's yeah, pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, that's sure. pretty cool. And that, speaking of uh, Southern the Nationals. first couple of episodes, you know. We talked a lot well, about Bulls Gap. Yeah, open and we close. Talk, open and close, open and close, and now they're back up and hopefully for good and back on the uh, the Southern All-Star schedule. They're on the uh, 
Southern Nationals schedule as well. Southern Nationals ramping back up for the the late summer season. Um, they have a ton of racing to do here in the near future, and I believe I'm going to try and and attend at least one of those races. If I can pull up their uh, their schedule real quick, I'll let you guys know where they're racing. But yeah, Southern Nationals, one of my favorite series because they travel. It's almost like the Hell Tour, but but in the Southeast, they travel all around and uh, in a very very quick time frame. Now, let me see real quick if I can find that schedule because I got a couple of races that kind of interest my eye. Let's see. They started out on the fifteenth of July, which is what is that, Matt? Friday? This Friday? Yep. Yep. That is this Friday. They started out up in Beckley. Then they go to With in Virginia. Then they're at Volunteer, Old Bulls Gap. Uh, then next Tuesday, they're at I-75. Thursday, now this is the one that interests me, and I might try to go to at least one of these races. Um, Thursday night, next Thursday, they're at Sonoya. Um, next Friday, they're at East Alabama. Um, next Saturday, they're at Screven. And then Sunday, they're at Swainsboro. I might try to go to that Swainsboro race. I know i got to work the next day. But Swainsboro is a track that I've always wanted to go to. And speaking of Sonoya, Matt, that's one they've got a big crate race going up coming up. Yeah, we, and we I talked really, about that really wished. I know we talked about it, but I'll put it on the podcast. I really want you to go to Sonoya at least one time in your career. Yeah, I, I will go eventually. Um, we got some stuff going on Saturday that won't. I obviously won't allow us to go down there. I, mm-hmm. I thought about it. I I got my um. My, my my dates confused for mm-hmm. a little while and i thought it was next weekend and then the week after that was my race at cherokee yep. um but obviously it's this weekend and i i, I won't be able to go well i mean the, i'll I mean, be able to make it to something hey, that sucks yeah i was about to say at least make it to something but yeah the funny Sonoya. thing is though i want to say is i was on facebook during break this morning mm-hmm. and and i saw it I screenshotted it, sent it to my dad. And I talked. I talked with him. Not even five minutes after I sent him the <laughs> screenshot, I get a text from Ryan says, "Screw Sumter, go to Sonoya this weekend." <laughs> Just because I want you to experience it, man. Yeah, yeah. That I, place I want is... to. It, it looks fun. Is is top dominant? You know. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It can be. It can be. That that's the tricky it, thing. Yeah, that's the tricky thing about that place, dude. As far as like tracks so that I've slick. visited, as far as tracks that I've visited, minus Sumter, it is top of the top as far as racing, in my opinion. And I've been to a lot of racetracks and plan to go to a lot more. And don't I really don't think that anything is going to unseat that except yeah. you know maybe Eldor if I, whenever I'm able to watch a race up there. But uh, following I, that Swainsboro race, sorry, what was that? Oh. I was just going to say, you know, and I want to, I want to experience on like a super slick track. I mean, we talked right. a lot last week about, you know, how slick over that track got. That how place looked like snot, son. And, and, you know, that's something I haven't experienced. Yup. So I, that's something I'd, I'd like to do. Well, another track I mean, that I want we'll, to go we'll, to. We'll go there one day. Oh yeah. You need to dude. another track that I want to go to and, and see in person is uh Tacoa Raceway in Georgia. Uh, oh, Southern All Stars yeah. or uh, Southern Nationals, they'll be there on uh, Tuesday the twenty sixth. Then uh, Thursday the twenty eighth, they're at Tri County in Brasstown, North Carolina. Um, Let me ask you this: Have you ever, that? um, off topic? Sorry, but have you ever seen Taswell? 
Yeah, dude, Taz was nuts. Dude, I want to go there so bad. That Super place is 11. nuts. The track record is like a 10.8. Yeah, dude, that, that is flying. I, dude, I want to say it's I a quarter or three-eighths mile, but, it, dude, it is so banked. Have you seen the – there's videos out there yeah. of, like, when they have a rain out or something well, and then haulers trying to get out of the infield? Oh, my God, yeah. Whoa, they're at a freaking well, – it's a straight-up incline, it almost looks like. I watched the Hunt the Front video. Yes, I'm an avid Hunt the Front viewer. Hey, you shout um, out the front. Well, I mean, I've been watching them. I started watching them. They had like five videos up. Yeah, I, I watched them for a time then. Yeah. But, um, you know, I watched them and it, it looks like how fast he's panning the camera. It mm-hmm. looks like it's in, you know, fast forward. Right. It's, everything's just such a blur, but it's normal speed. It It's ridiculous. You I, are I'd absolutely right. There. They're in uh, East Alabama. Huh? East Alabama. I like What's in there. East Alabama? Oh, East Alabama Motor Speedway? Heck yeah, yeah, dude. That place is cool. Um, And then on the 29th, on Friday, they uh, the Southern Nationals, they race at Crossville uh, Speedway in Tennessee. And then speaking of Tazewell, they round out the series season. Uh, they're on the 30th, which is a Saturday. Um, and all these races, some of them 4053 some of them 5000 Most of them, though, ten over $10,000 to win. So that, that's going to be a pretty cool one to watch uh, for the for the next couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, man, I think really the Nationals only... don't even pay that much. What was that? I said Southern Nationals don't even the pay that much. Summer Nationals? Summer Nationals, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was about to say Summer Nationals. No, they don't, but they, they have a pretty good... Uh, Pretty good overall purse that uh, that I've seen in the past. Uh, points um, pout. Yeah, points pout's pretty good. But, uh, Matt, I believe there's only really one other thing for us to do here Ew. in this episode. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, get on your Facebook machines. It's time again for another uh, Talking Dirt Watch Along. This will be the second installment of the Watch Along here. And this time, we're going to throw it back to last year. Um, as they are visiting this Saturday night to Sumter Speedway, we're going to take a look and watch along for the 10-minute feature of the Sharp Mini Late Models from last season. It was recently shared on the Sumter Speedway Facebook page, so if you go to that page, um, you can find it there. And I just click on the video, and we are going to get it rolling here in just a minute. You're at where, Matt? 28? 28, yep. I think you're coming to the green. Yeah, I see he's got his hand on the light. 28. Oh, let me get there. All right, so I'm now at 28 seconds. So, ladies and gentlemen, get your video to 28 seconds, and we are going to press play and watch this one, give you guys a little bit of commentary in three, two, one, go. So here you see they're, they're coming to the green flag. I need to start them four wide. This week. Do, no, I want to start them three wide, man. I really, oh really want to start them three wide. There you see a big <laughs> oh. pile up. Yeah, in turn one. These things are crazy, dude. These are one of, if not my favorite classes to watch. Um, and they can be as fat, turn as fast lap times as some late models. Uh, slower late models. I mean, it, it, they're quick, yes. They turn in high 17s, low 18s most of the time. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm actually about to go pull up the scoring from this race to see exactly how fast they were going. But yeah, for my, for my, um, 
from my remembrance. Oh, hey, as we're watching this race, our my graphics guy, shout out to Joseph Swan from the, the Steel Black Bandits, just sent us the flyer for this weekend's race. So that's pretty cool. Appreciate that, Joseph. Um, but yeah, as, as we're watching here, me and Matt are watching uh, Sharp Mini Late Model Feature, I believe, Caution again. And I'm going to search this up and go all the way back to last year. So here you see on the screen, look at that, three, three wide. wide already, son. And they're just bunched up there. Four There's wide. A, oh, man. Yeah, bro. Four wide. You don't see four got, wide at Sumter very often ever. a little sketchy there. You see that car uh, down there in the pits that it just I'm panned off? That was LJ's there. old car. You've gone four wide there? Yeah. You are Still a block. nut. Steel block last year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Steel block last year. Off, I can't, off of turn two. So in, in this race, you had, what, 17 cars show up. I believe uh, Brian Funk was one of those guys that we watched early on. He pulled off, pulled off after lap one. He was involved in that lap one crash, and that left you with, I believe, the leading right now was maybe Tyler Keel in the 18 car, if the quality will show me who that is. I know that that's uh, Brad Amerson right there in the 22 behind him in second. And uh, Ryan Brown is in that orange double zero car, as you see one uh, pulled up high there in turn three. And that was another caution to this race. But this one kind of went by fast last year. It was only, I believe, about 10 minutes of green flag racing as they come back to the green once again. Matt, if 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 you could fit in one of these cars, I'm sure you can. They, they're they tiny, but they probably have a nice open cockpit. Would you, would you wheel one of these things, dude? I mean, I'd like to. Yeah, I'd be. I think it'd be fun. Mm. Oh, another wreck. Ooh. Yeah, we're clearing them out. Weren't they? Out. Mm -hmm. nope. Did definitely didn't straighten yeah, it out I'd, there. I'd like to. I mean, it, it'd probably take. I, I don't understand like the the clutch and the gears in that car. But... Uh -huh. And just let me make mention here: the coolest looking one of all of these cars, in my opinion, you see that little '88 car there. Uh, that is Mike Wolf. Uh, th th the first time I saw that car, I was like, "Damn, Jimmy Owens buy a mini late model? Like, what's <laughs> going on here, dude?" And then I actually went up, took a closer look at it, but th that thing is slick. Uh, Ryan Brown's car looks pretty cool too. You see an orange car; it'll come across the screen right now. Uh, and then behind him, yeah, another i racer. I've raced with Ryan a lot, and then old Jussie Intrican races a bunch of times. He was a he was a fixture in there. Um, but in this race, you see your, your cars battling up front there. That's Tyler Keel, Brad Emerson, uh, Ryan Brown right there in the third spot. I believe that would be, actually, that's might be the, it might be the 18 of Keel in the third spot there. If I can get a number, I need to get a number on who the leader was at that time. Um, it was Joey Schoen. Joey Schoen in the number nine car was your leader at the, the, at the oh, point. There. Okay. That was the only time I've been able to see a number. Yeah, that was Joey Schoen. In the number nine car, uh, rounding out that top five right there, I believe was William Horton, if I'm not mistaken, in the 57 car. And they kind of single filed out from there. But did, on this night, I'm not going to lie to you, that track actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. So, see, Sumper's been hit or miss lately. Um, but when, when we get right, it looks like that. And that that was a very good racetrack on that night. As your top three, dude, the top three cars here were absolutely all over each other. As you see, the 18 the car got way wide. Push. 
and I think a caution flies. Yep, caution flag waves there. Um, as we're about halfway through the race at this point, he should get his third spot back, right? Uh, don't believe so. As the, the your top three, they're they're beating and banging. Look at that! Yeah, off the oh start, my man. god! Oh, what a oh. hit! Ooh. Wow, guys! I hope you're watching along with us because that was a hit. I'll too. That was oh. a big hit, and they started them single file from there. Yeah, the yellow car got the lead. That was uh, Brad Amerson. He would uh, he would he man, dude, he was lightning what, quick. They, they ain't scared to go in inside or outside. Hey, dude, these things going, boogie, going son. to the green. I mean, you are absolutely you right. You cannot do that in a full size car. Dude, if you just look at this video, and I hope you guys are watching along with us. Just look at how different Sumter Speedway looks this season compared to last season. It, it, it's almost night and day. Yeah. The infield, especially, the infield looks a lot different. Now they're working on. Um, they're going to try and fix some of the grandstands over the offseason this year. But as we're watching here, there was a really good crowd too, really good crowd for Sharp Mini Late Models last season. And I hope that they uh, hope they all come back out this year to hear my silky smooth voice on the call oh, for uh, some more Sharp Mini Late Models. Man, I I got it. I'm a flaunt it, dog. You feel me? <laughs> Yellow cars. Oh, look at that one. Oh, oh, caution! Yeah, you saw that white car up there spinning at the top of three. I'm sure that in the video, if you're listening with sound, you can hear me announcing this, and I probably called out who it was, but off the top of my head, don't remember at this point in time. But here, this might be one of the uh, the last restarts here, is where we got about four minutes left of the feature. Uh, Brad Amerson going to lead him back to green. I believe the 18 car, hot on his heels, nine car there, 57 car, and there goes uh, there comes Wolf as well in the 88 car. But yeah, dude, these things are some of the most fun to watch in person, well, and and they can put on some really good racing because Dang right where that groove where that grooves uh, a one lane groove around the track for full size cars. <laughs> Dang car, right, that's a that's a two lane groove right there. You are right, dude. If if we could, if we could make street stocks miniature, something yeah. would be the best racetrack ever. Oh <laughs> I'm telling God. you, dude. Could you imagine if we had many street stocks at Sumter, they would be three wide all the way around that place. And let's make that a thing. Many street stocks. I yeah. mean, you've got you've got mini modifieds. Call, call up, call up Johnny Rocket. Tell him to make a mini. <laughs> I need a tiny street stock. Now I got a fabricator. <laughs> I could put on that job. Um, but yeah, you got many late models. The little the modified lights, which are freaking cool, and I want to get them back to Sumter, but they don't really have. They just don't have a big enough presence around here, man. The uh, the mod lights anymore. They they used to have a good presence. What happened there? There's a caution. Oh, he's upside oh, down. He's upside down. Yeah. Ooh. Oh man. Again. Ooh. Why don't I remember this? That is, that's not. Oh my gosh. Why do I not that. remember this, Matt? What was I doing? I was I just not paying attention and don't remember it? Did he get creamed yes. again? Oh, 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 please don't tell me he got oh, creamed again. Oh, my God. That was so scary. And they're still going. <laughs> Holy still cow. They must not have known. People track. on the track. What were we doing? Who, who was on the receiver? I probably, I'm not going to name drop. <laughs> oh, this was the young man. He ends up, look at the flag, man. He's like, real flag, stop it. <laughs> this young man, I believe he, I believe this young man jumps out of the car and uh, he runs all the way across the start finish line to go hug his mom. That was I do that, remember this now. This is, that was scary, dude. I do remember this now. That young man got out of the car, came, ran all the way down the front straightaway just to go hug his mama. I do remember uh, that now. That was pretty cool. Uh, is that him right there? 
Uh, yeah. At first, I thought he was just doing something like trying to finish the race on foot, like Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights <laughs> type stuff. But then I realized that he's running all the way over here. I think it's going to show it. His mama come out onto the racetrack. Um, and this this was a pretty cool moment. There you see her. There's his mama. As uh, she comes over to give her son a hug, he lets her know that he's okay. I thought that was that was a really heartfelt, pretty cool moment. Um, when I wrecked in this race, <laughs> don't do that crap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still, I'm still amazed that your mom started coming to the racetrack with you again. That yeah. was pretty cool, man. That that's awesome to have that full support. As a uh, race going back green, I believe this might be the final restart. As you pushing and shoving at the back, you see that? Yeah. So you've got Emerson in the lead, Kill second. Yeah, Ryan Brown peaking for uh, for Joey Schoen's spot. Um, back behind them, you had Wolf and a gang of cars there. But uh, yeah, dude, Ryan Brown's a, a quick driver. I called him. I've called him winning uh, a race before at Sumter. He won back in 2020 when the series visited. Uh, in 2021, it was uh, Brad Amerson in the 22 cars. I stated. So yeah, th this was a pretty cool race. As you see the the white flag waves here, as uh, that just shows you how quick that 22 car was. Man, he pulled off a gap in two laps there. And here we go, Matt checkered flag around turn four for the final time. And it was again Brad Emerson taking the win. Kill second, Brown third. Then I believe it went shown and the fifty seven car rounded that one out. Again, that was last season at Sumter for the um Oh, what a race! Sharp for many last. late model series, you right, see that? dude? At the yeah, what, what a race for last, dude. That's crazy, like, man. Not even, not even trying to be funny about it. That was actually pretty, pretty slick there. Dude, right those are the always line. some of my favorite things: is people racing as hard as they can for like six, oh, yeah. seventh, eighth spot. Yeah. It, it it always blows my mind how hard people race for for spots at the line. Doesn't matter where you're at on the track. But um, yeah, Matt, that was our watch along for the week. Uh, coming up this Saturday night. Uh, we shouted it out earlier, Sonoya Raceway. Um, they've got the uh, Crusa late models in the house. I believe 3000 to win on that one. Um, Cherokee Speedway in local action. Uh, Traveler's Rest, they've got a, a big Memorial race up there. Uh, Pure Stocks, big money on the line, I believe. Thunder Bombers might have big money on the line as well. That'll be Friday night. Lancaster should be back in action this weekend without checking. Uh, Fayetteville, Matt. Fayetteville racing this weekend? Uh, have no I idea. Think so, man. I got to do more research on tracks racing this weekend. Goodness. Um, again, Lakeview off for the rest of this month. Uh, Fayetteville taking next month off, and then Sumter's taking September off. So that's kind of cool how that all works. But speaking of Sumter, as we just stated, sharp mini late models in the house along with all regular racing divisions. Matt's going to be in attendance in the late model division. And I'm not letting letting him skip out because there might be a chance of rain again. He's coming this time. He's going to trust there. the process, yeah, and he is going to have a good night. Hopefully, a lot of the Blue Ridge contenders show up in preparation for next Saturday Hopefully night's event. First win at Sumter. Hopefully, first. I hear Hope, you, Matt. Hoping keep for it, man. keep keep it up, big dog, and you'll get there um, eventually. Hopefully, that uh, that talking dirt sticker finally adds that horsepower. I promised you. Speaking of talking dirt stickers, James Murphy. Shout out to him once again. Puts on a talking dirt sticker. Finally, on his car, and uh, it looks beautiful, I must say. Um, James, now officially a Talking Dirt sponsored driver. Uh, so, yeah, all the Talking Dirt sponsors drivers should be in the same place this weekend. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know yet. We'll find out. Um, so, yeah, we guys, to, um, we need to get a rent the track when, when we can. Uh, something isn't racing. Me, Banjo, and James go out there and get some 
and on the track. That'd be dope. I got just the photographer. I got just the photographer hook up. Miss Angie from from my Angie's photography. Yeah. We're gonna we gonna get it hooked up and we're gonna get us a nice uh, some nice cover art pictures that, for that, the for the podcast cool. in the future. That'd be that'd Maybe be dope, stickers, bro. Stickers. Yeah, dude. Some st- yeah, bro. I need <laughs> talking dirt big. stickers made. Thinking I really big. need talking dirt stickers made. I gotta uh, gotta hit some people up for that hey, one. The but... way the way you feel about announcing and wanting to do all the big shows and me want you know how I feel about wanting to race supers and stuff. That's uh-huh. how we need to feel about the podcast. We need to be that like, is how, dude. Yeah, one. I really want to be. I want to be able to eventually um, provide bonus content through like a Patreon or something like that. Bonus shows. Um, figure out the better and the best ways to record the show. Do some live shows. All kinds of stuff. All all coming to Talking Dirt. Trust me, guys. Trust the process. We're we're on the cusp of some big things. Um, and I will let you guys know about that when the time comes. But for now, I think that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Talking Dirt. Thank you for listening to episode number 13. Remember, guys, go give us a like on Facebook. You can follow us at Talking Dirt on Facebook. You can follow us also on the TikTok account at Talking Dirt there as well. You can follow Matt um, at Matt Prison Racing, or you can also find him on YouTube at Matt Prison Racing Definitely as well. Not my TikTok name. Uh, at the Bridge 843. <laughs> Actually, like at the bridge fourteen, I, I believe, on TikTok for Matt. Um, and you can also uh, find this podcast, Talking Dirt, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, we'll be rate, back with you. Review, yeah, rate and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, and we will catch you guys again next Thursday as we review yet another great night of racing here in the Carolinas. Y'all have a good one. Be safe. We'll catch you next Thursday. See ya.